0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. You know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pierce. Very Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my MC's. Do you kidding me? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing? How we doing? And welcome to episode 128, episode 128 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great Tuesday night, second podcast of the week. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some fantastic podcasts, including a brand new podcast called Music That You Are Missing. Go check it out. It's available right now. Right now on all your favorite podcast platforms, you can also check out Boston Uncommon with Joe Maz, the Marky P Show, those girls you know, drinks after work, eat the damn cake, I'm the promoter, he's the DJ, burnt toast, let's be clear with Kayla, it's always something with JD, 30, flirty, and surviving, and if you are into sports cards, check out Big Night Breaks And the other great part of being a part of the Big Night Media team, we are sponsored by Manscaped. This is a Manscaped pod. The flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. That's right, ball trimmers. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and we at Big Night Media and right here at the Band of podcast have an exclusive offer for everyone. If you're listening to any of the podcasts, we have a great offer for you. Use the code BIGNIGHT for 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who have trusted Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed, smelling nice. After all, it is time for spring cleaning. And if you have allergies, oh, they have sucked so far this spring, That that's for sure. And speaking about sucking, let's talk about the Boston Celtics. They are now down two games to zero, two games to none. Two games to a big fat goose egg to the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the 2021 NBA playoffs after losing 130-108. to 108. The next game is Friday night at TD Garden on ABC at 8.30 p.m. and then game four will be at full capacity at TD Garden, which will be really cool to see. Hopefully they don't get swept, uh, and that will be Sunday night on TNT. And then, you know, just because I really don't want to talk about the game that much, and this will probably be the shortest podcast that I have ever done in the history of the Banner Branch podcast, we might as well talk about what else is going on in the NBA too, right? So right now the Eastern Conference, the Wizards are down 0-1 to the 76ers. The Hawks are up 1-0 on the Knicks. The Bucks are up 2-0 on the Heat. Uh, out West, the Nuggets are tied with the... Blazers 1-1. The Suns and the Lakers are tied 1-1. The Clippers are down to the Mavs 0-2. Pretty remarkable that Dallas went to LA and beat the Clippers twice. And the Grizzlies are up 0-1 against the Jazz, but Donovan Mitchell should be returning very, very soon. So, yeah, the Celtics lost 130-108. to 108. You know, I guess the positive is they outscored the Brooklyn Nets in the second half. I mean, they were down 24 going into halftime, but they only lost by 22. So, hey, positivity, right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, nothing went right last night for the Celtics. Like, nothing at all. I mean, Joe Harris hit a bunch of threes, which you, you just can't allow him to do. I mean, he's one of those guys. He sees one or two go in, and, and it's over. Like, it's absolutely over for him. Like, good luck. I mean, he hit seven three-pointers. He shot 70% from 3. I mean, Joe Harris and Landry Shamet combined for nine three-pointers and the entire Celtics team had 12 three-pointers. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, at one point the Nets went on a 16-0 run and Joe Harris had 14 of those points. At one point it was Joe Harris 14, the Boston Celtics 13. Absolutely ridiculous. And you're not going to be able to beat the Nets when their big 3 scores 20 points each and you don't have Anyone just not. I mean, the closest guy was Marcus smart to score 20 points when Marcus smart and Tristan Thompson are your best scoring options in a game. You stink. You absolutely stink. And you know, Marcus did his little thing that kind of reminded me of the bubble last year against the rockets. I mean, uh, the rockets, the Raptors where he hit what five or six, three pointers in a row. One of them was an and one Marcus hit like four, three pointers in a row. He scored 14 straight points for the Celtics in the third quarter. But like when Marcus smart, is your leading scorer and Tristan Thompson is your best shooter, like from the field overall. I know he only shoots like five feet from the rim, but you're not going to win a lot of basketball games at all. I mean, Tatum was three for twelve. I know he got hurt. Kemba was six of, uh, I'm sorry, five of eleven. Evan Fournier were five of nine. That's not good enough. F- Literally, Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier only taking what twenty shots each. Not good enough. Evan Fournier was very good from three. He was four or five from three, which is great. But like Evan Fournier needs to take double digit shots going forward every single game. You like that has to be a thing. I mean, there was also no ball movement at all for the Celtics. I mean, I think they had seven at the end of the first half. And then in the third quarter, they had nine and they ended up with 23. So obviously a huge improvement there, but just no ball movement at all. The Nets had a shitload of ball movement, 31 points, and so many people were involved for them. I mean, all their starters scored in double figures. Very impressive. Landry Shamick came off the bench and scored 10 points. Jeff Green got hurt. He was was on his way to score double digits. I mean, Blake Griffin was dunking all over the place, and Blake Griffin's not that good anymore. I mean, our best player, Jason Tatum, got raked across the eye. He was out for most of the second half, now has a very swollen eye, awesome super brad doesn't know if he'll be ready or not which will absolutely suck and then their best you know their the player that got hurt for them was jeff green so our best player gets hurt their the player that gets hurt for them is jeff green it's a huge mis, mismatch right there joe harris goes lights out against marcus smart going lights out not ideal their big three each drop 20 our big three In the teens, you're not going to win a lot of basketball games that way. Now, I will say this. I liked how they came out, how the Celtics came out. They played aggressive defense early, but it got a little too aggressive, and they got three fouls in the first two minutes, so they had to take a step back. Their their transition defense, I don't know why that my brain just went, but their transition defense wasn't there tonight or last night. It wasn't there at all. You know, you look at game one, and the transition defense was good. It was great. It was effort was put into it but just zero nothing no transition defense this time and it affected him that's how joe harris got a couple wide open three-pointers he just ran to the corner and they made sure that he got the ball and he hit the shots and then you have kemba kemba was active he was aggressive but like i'm sorry folks he just ain't the guy in the playoffs he made dumb decisions he tried to do too much and you know a perfect example was he got an offensive rebound with like two and a half seconds left and he looked up and saw that he only had two and a half seconds left and made a dribble move, had an opportunity to shoot the ball, and then just dribbled around for three or four seconds. Next thing you know, it's 24-second shot clock violation. It's just things like that. Yeah, the, the Celtics aren't going to win a lot of basketball games when they second best player. Right now, because we all know Jalen Brown's the second best player on the team. I know some people could argue saying he's the best, but for right now, Kemba is the second best player on the team, and he's not doing a lot. He's not having very good series so far, and it is affecting this basketball team for sure. It sucks. I mean, Marcus Smart is playing a better series technically than Kemble Walker is. That is a major issue. But it also, sh- you know, for those people like myself that are ready to move on from Marcus, uh, it also says, hey, Marcus is always ready. That's, you know. We love the heart, we love the grit, we love that Marcus is always ready, and we love these little scoring spurts that he has, and he had one heat check, and didn't go in, and then Marcus moved on with his day, uh, so shout out to Marcus there, for sure, I mean, Marcus had, I think, 7 or 8 assists in this game, he had like a third of the team assists, Marcus Smart did so much in this game, and maybe that's why they lost, I don't know, but like, Fournier called Duran a bitch, which was hilarious and awesome. Time Lord was fine, but obviously didn't make the same impact that he did in game one. Jabari Parker wasn't good and only played six minutes. Brad knew it right away. Peyton Pritchard has hit his rookie wall. He's not that great. He was 0 of 5 from the field. I can't remember the last time Peyton Pritchard actually hit a shot because he didn't hit a shot in game one. And I don't know if he hit a shot. Like, I I really and truly don't know the last time Peyton Pritchard made a shot. And to me, that's very alarming and that just shows the kids wiped and I don't blame him, he's played a shitload of minutes this year, he really and truly has I mean, okay, so he scored six points in that Knicks game, where they, where he started the game and they played all the bench guys and he only scored six points uh, I mean, so, yikes, just not great Bob, not great at all, and then Aaron Neesmith, love the energy, love his hustle, I, I he's improved so much but he went 0 of 5. Again, like our young guys, it's good that they're getting this experience so early in their career, especially Peyton and uh, Aaron Smith, because these guys need all the experience they can get with no summer league, no training camp. I hope Aaron Smith plays in the summer league this year. I think Peyton's fine. If I mean, if he wants to play a couple games here and there, that's fine. But, oh, my God, I'm talking about the summer league. Oh, my God, stop, stop, stop. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, yeah. And then you have Romeo Langford. Is everyone over him now? Because if you aren't, what the fuck else does he have to do? To, or, like, what else does he have to fucking suck at for you to get there? Like, seriously. What what needs to happen? Sure, he was 2 of 7, like, from the field, and he actually scored more points than Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard. But what does he have to do for you to say, oh, yeah, he does suck? Because I... Uh, He can't shoot. He doesn't help the offense. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, Romeo Langford should come in instead of Jabari Parker because Romeo Langford can defend. Yeah, can he? Kevin Durant shot over him about 78 different times in this game. Like, Kevin Durant looked at him and was like, huh, you? Okay, I'll just shoot over you. Like, he's so far behind in his development. The kid's made out of glass. He can't shoot. Sure, he's a reasonable defender. Ugh. Like just seeing him out there trying to help this team win a basketball game in the playoffs makes me want to take my eye out and give it to Jason Tatum. I would rather rip my own eye out and give it to Jason Tatum than watch Romeo Langford play basketball. I can't do it. I honestly can't do it anymore. Ugh! But here's the thing. Romeo Langford's like the least to blame in this game. Because, you know, he played 18 minutes. He was meh. Okay, at best. But he's just not good. And I just don't see what they ever saw in the kid. And I know I'm biased towards him because I never wanted the Celtics to draft him anyways. And I did the whole draft preview about how, you know, I would riot if they drafted him. And ugh, I'm, now I'm just ranting about things that I shouldn't rant about because, every, I mean, uh, Romeo Langford is not the reason why they lost. The reason why they lost is, A, shots weren't falling. B, their defense sucked. C, the ball movements sucked, and D the Nets don't suck. The Nets are a very, very good basketball team. Ugh, gross. So, before I end this podcast because this is how quick it's going to be, I'm not. I told you it was going to be one of the quickest podcasts I've ever done. What can the Celtics do in Game Three in front of their own hometown fans? Well, the first is um, let's see, pray that Jason Tatum will play. Then after that, go to a wish fountain. Throw a dime in there because the ball movement has to be better. Then after that, go to a, go see the genie from Aladdin to make a wish that Joe Harris and Landry Shamit don't destroy your defense like they did in game two. Then keep your fingers crossed behind your back because you have to stop making dumb fouls on defense. Then hydrate so you can get back on defense, especially in transition. And finally, take a deep breath. This team is going to punch you in the face with their offense. But just take a deep breath. Punch back with some effort on both ends of the floor. You have the fans behind you. And please, for the love of God, don't get swept. And that's it. I, I literally have nothing else to say about the game. And that's it for episode 128 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, uh, you know, what this killed some time for you, distracted you a little bit in your day, maybe on your ride to work, maybe on your lunch break, whatever the case may be. Short, simple, easy, whatever the case may be. That's it. See you Friday night at TD Garden. If you're going, I'll be at the greatest bar before the game. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Oh, hey, speaking of the the TD Garden area, sorry. Halftime pizza better be open this weekend. Let me let me just make that perfectly clear. Halftime pizza better be open. Let me let me just say that again. Halftime pizza better be open. If they're not open Friday night because it's not full capacity, okay, fine. Sunday night halftime pizza better be open, or I'm going to have some major, major, major concerns and probably a short to mild stroke and or panic attack. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. So, all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. As always, the next episode will be out Saturday morning after game three. We will talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated... Him my life to the fans of boston i did my very best to please each and every one of you good night